The Hump, episode 28, Breaking Free. Welcome to The Hump, your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Beeland. What are you drinking tonight, sir? It was a frantic last couple hours, so I uh, just ran to the fridge and got Old Faithful Boulevard Pale Ale. Boulevard Pale Ale. So I'm drinking this beer you gifted me, and it required... I haven't worn glasses since 2008. I think it's the last time I wore glasses. I got LASIK in 2008. But the label on this can from Torn Label requires someone to have glasses at our advanced age to actually read the freaking label. Yeah, it's actually a pretty cool label. It is a cool label. It's just not easy to read. And I'm spilling it on my jeans. Look Up at Night is the beer that I'm drinking tonight from Torn Label. Thank you, my friend, for the gift. You bet. Yeah, it's delicious. I actually just had somebody text me that I gave one of those to and they're like, that shit's good. And I'm like, it is. It is torn label, not necessarily for its atmosphere, but I think on the <laughs> beer, <laughs> you and I've had beers there many times and their, their atmosphere leaves something for, to be desired, particularly even their back. It's like, do you have a patio? Yeah, but it overlooks a dumpster and don't mind the homeless dude sitting over by the auto garage. And try not to touch the razor wire. (laughs) Yeah, I was just there doing a a curbside pickup last Friday, and uh, we were sitting there waiting for the guy, and I'm like, man, this place is janky. (laughs) (laughs) Janky. Maybe it's by design, though. It might be be part of the brand. It might be part of the torn. It is torn label, after all. If you're going to put money into the business, I'd rather it be the beer than the tap room, but... And they certainly put money into the beer. The beer is delight. It consistently across. It's probably my favorite brewery in the city, beer wise. Yeah, it's definitely top three. Yeah. So, matter of fact, I think I did a top ten brewery countdown on the blog at one point in time, and it was. If it wasn't number one, it was in the top three. That was for sure for that year. So. We've had a lot of guests. It's just you and me tonight. We've had a lot of guests the last couple of weeks and it's been pretty cool. I think I've been some sort of combination of inspired, informed. I mean, if you think about it, in the last month, we've covered a wide range of areas too. you know, iron district and solar panels and financial services. We, we do it all. Yeah. And you and I had, you know, you and I had beers earlier in the week. I think Jordan in particular. So folks that missed the financial services, the Jordaculator episode, want to go back and listen to that. Listen to Hunter's episode about solar panels. Those were both extremely educational, obviously, for different reasons. But Jordan, I mean, you and I both work. I work for clients who largely half my clients are financial services. You work in a financial services firm all day long, answering questions for people. And you and I both learned new things out of that conversation with Jordan, which was pretty cool. Yeah, he came prepared. I mean, I had uh, that's what I expected from him, but well-prepared and educational. Yeah. 
So, and we'll touch in the Iron District a little bit later with our music guest this week. So, what time is it? It's a little five after six. We may be breaking the show for or interrupting the show for breaking news at six fifteen from the producer. The chief schedule is coming out at six fifteen. That's how desperate we are for just anything new and exciting. Like I would sit down and watch an hour long special about the chief's schedule. <laughs> Wouldn't have cared any other year, but like, I got to know. Speaking of chiefs related, quasi chiefs related news and programming that's sports related. Did you end up watching the ESPN special about Alex Smith? I still haven't gotten around to it, but Def- it's on my list. Definitely. That is, I, I know how you, handle recommendations of shows with kid gloves right (laughs) and then sometimes throw them back at me yeah i don't like i don't like recommendations in general unless prompted that's that's why that's kind of my rule that's why i put the did you see the question so the question we're going to discuss about shows is one you wouldn't recommend (laughs) yeah i intentionally structured it that way knowing you would never like to get a recommendation i'd say what would you not recommend like, what should we fucking avoid? I, I don't know why that is. It's just one of my bugaboos. I can't, I, I don't like forced recommendations. You know, like when it comes to travel, people are like, oh, where should I go? And they're like, oh, you should go to Ireland. Well, where else have you been? Well, nowhere. <laughs> just Ireland. Like, so you go to the one place you went to. I mean, you know, the source has a lot to do with it, but yeah, I don't know. You, you want some diversity and experience included in this recommendation. Yeah. And when it comes to like shows, like it's just so overwhelming because there's just so many ways to, to get TV and watch stuff. And like, I feel like I probably already watched too much. So dumping more shows on me just seems like more pressure. You, you did finally conclude a show that I recommended like nine years ago. I did. And to be honest, I would never would have watched it. If we weren't locked in our home for the last nine weeks. And what, but what was the outcome of that recommendation? I plowed through all five seasons of Breaking Bad and loved every minute of it. It was, it was fantastic. And I told you the other night, maybe the best series finale episode I've ever seen. Yep. Yep. I, it's prompted me. I need to go back and rewatch Breaking Bad. It's been several years because even there were even scenes that, Clearly, when you and I were talking, there were scenes in that show that still stuck out to me because I remember them even all these years later. But even there were moments you're bringing up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that did happen. But I only vaguely recall them. I need to really go right. back and commit to a watch to be able to to look at that. I I will recommend the Alex Smith thing. But and here's part of it is today. It's super timely. He stepped on the practice field today. I saw that. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, he's still young anymore. 36. I mean, he's still got five good years. Oh, the thing is, you see that documentary producer. You ever think he would get be able to get back on the field? No, not at all. Because you watched the documentary. Yes, I did. What did, what did you say his leg looked like in the documentary? What did you call it? It looked like a bear just took a big, like, just ripped like half of it off. It was nasty. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> 17 surgeries. That's that's a lot. And he visits one of the things they chronicle in that show is he ends up visiting 
a military hospital that specializes in like detonation injuries, explosion injuries, similar type of injuries where the limb has been absolutely mangled. So it's it's pretty incredible to watch. And the the reason I bring that up tonight was because he said, I can't believe he stepped back on the practice field. He's just a genuinely good guy. Like it's hard not to root for him, especially after what he went through. I mean, he was good to Kansas City and handled it like a pro, mentoring Mahomes. Thank you, Alex Smith. And yeah, just want to see the best for him. Yeah. I got a chance. I did get a chance to meet him a couple of years back a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it, when I was doing some of my marketing work for a certain financial services firm and I was working the event at the celebrity golf tournament and I asked him to do something and he, he was clearly not prepared to do it. And I had sprung it on him, but he said, you know what? I'm going to get prepared to do it. Come find me at this time, at this place tomorrow, and we'll do it. And to his credit, he did it like a pro. So it was, it was just watching this whole thing. You just can't help to root for him. And I hope, I hope he's able to find what he's looking for out on the field. And I hope he can walk off the field when it's all said and done. When you see this, well, it's hard to watch that show. But there are other things I know you were talking about consuming so much content that, excuse the pun or metaphor, Beck and I've probably cut into the bone with some shows mm. where we probably were like, oh, that was bad. That was, <laughs> that was bad. Why did, why did we choose that? Because <laughs> Give me run- an example. Give me run- an example. We're running out of shit to watch. And And so we ended up picking up a show. I think it was on Netflix and Netflix is now going digging deep too to make recommendations. It was a movie called based on a Stephen King story or book. And it even has Joan Allen. Who's an actress that I love quality actress. Yeah. Called the good marriage. And it was horrific. So that acting was so stilted. So boring. It got it got interesting about two thirds of the way through because Becca gave up and go, said, I'm going to bed. And I happen to and I happen to be working anyway. And I'm like, at this point, it's just background noise. But when Becca walks out on a movie, you know, it's bad. <laughs> and there have been a couple things like that, too. So not all of it's been like that. At some point, you and I need to do a whole episode on whether 80s movies hold up. Because I. I ended up having the kids watch. When did I end up having you watch? Coming to America. Oh yeah, coming to America. And I got. I mean, it holds up. I thought it held up. I cackled. What did you think of it, producer? I disagree. I don't think it holds up. Yeah, held your up. damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> so any anything, Chad, in your arena that you wouldn't. So I am not going to recommend if people see it showing up on their Netflix account. The good marriage, hard pass. See, that's the difference with us, though. You're like Russian roulette. Like, you'll just pull up Netflix and just randomly pick a show and like, oh, I'll see what I like it. I, I'm not. I'm like, I'm hiring for the CIA. Like, I'm vetting vetting stuff immensely before I'm going to dedicate any time to it. So I'm checking IMDb. I'm checking ratings here and there. I'm doing some summaries. I'm trying to see what people on Twitter are saying about it. Okay, this seems like it, it's warranting some time. So I don't have any ones that I don't recommend because I only watch stuff that I want to watch. 
That makes it well. And even then though, that can lead you astray. Cause I think Beck and I will generally do that. We'll, we'll look at that. We'll look at the IMDB ratings, the, the rotten tomatoes ratings. And I think, I think maybe the good marriage may have led us astray in that regard. So you really haven't run into any trappings of anything that's just been bad. I mean, I regret watching tiger King, (laughs) I guess that's like seven hours of my life. I'm not getting back, but you know, do you really regret watching the tiger King? Yeah. It's it's one of those things you wish you could just unremember. It's, you know, it was fine. Are you going to go see the movie? I had no idea there was a movie. No, there's talks of making a movie of the tiger King. I'm not endorsing these people anymore. Certainly not financially. So no, even if the starring role goes to Nicholas cage, maybe (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) We did just finish on Sunday Chernobyl. And now I highly recommend the show, but like, it's, you know, tough subject matter and it's painful at times to watch and um, agonizing that there's so many parallels to that and what we're dealing with right now, but I do recommend it, but not the best subject. Yeah. A little hard to watch. You better be in a good chipper mood. If you're going to watch that show, is that what you're, I don't think it matters. Cause when you're done, you're just like, uh, you feel dirty. Uh, I feel like you need a, 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 a silkwood shower. Oh no. Well, speaking of, well, Oh, we got a couple comments up there. My buddy, Tom, he's giving an endorsement for coming to America. He's a wise man. We will have to have that eighties. I I'm almost wanting to do a rewatch of Beverly Hills cop. I have strong feelings about this and yeah, it it's a case by case basis completely. On, on Eddie Murphy movies or just 80s movies? Well, yeah, that's for sure. But <laughs> just do 80s movies hold up. It's yeah. most definitely a case-by-case case basis. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. The trailers are hilarious to watch. Themselves. The, they're so bad. Yeah. Well, so I would call watching Chernobyl during a pandemic maybe strange or irrational behavior. It's not going to certainly lift your spirits at all. Not that the show source material is probably not good, but how's the, how's the, the family holding up there? Any, any strange or irrational behavior, people ready to break out the house, stay out their minds. They're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah, (laughs) every day it's, uh, even sometimes within the same day, all four of us go through the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it gets to you after a while. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I am literally surprised I have not mowed my lawn three times a day in one day <laughs> just to just get an out. excuse. Yeah. I was going to ask you, speaking of strange and irrational behavior, because we haven't really talked about all this, but I was reflecting on this earlier today because I'm having to wear the glass. You saw me wearing the glasses earlier. Yeah. The glasses, people aren't going to see this in radio land. The glasses are, I've been having so much eye strain from looking at the computer. I finally broke down and bought some blue light glasses and I'm putting these glasses on. I'm like thinking, man, this probably would, my eyes would probably feel a lot better too. That if at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak, I hadn't been washing my eyes every day, thinking I was going to get the infection from touching my face and putting my fingers in my eyeballs 
like scratching my eyes and doing that. So I was literally washing my eyes with baby shampoo, like almost every, almost every day. And that is, that is a means the, it was based in some sort of rational logic in the sense that that's a way to get like a rid of styes and the, and get rid of conjunctivitis and those kinds of things. But I probably didn't need to do it every day. <laughs> I don't know if you ever need to like put soap on your eyeball. I'm, I'm fairly certain that's a no, but I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Anything on your end that you exhibited any sort of strange or irrational behavior in warding off the coronavirus? Yeah, I was actually telling Di today this. I was like, why are all my fingernails like chipping or like, you know, like tearing? Now, I have been eating a lot of pistachios and those tend to like tear your fingernails, but... Oh, there just seems so brittle. And she's like, well, you're washing your hands like 47 times a day. I mean, they're just constantly pruny. So, yeah, I mean, they're soft and they're going to tear. So do you have like 90 year old hands, the skin? Um, Maybe not that old, but like all my nails now are like cut. You know, there's no white showing because I <laughs> they're all like nicked and torn up. I mean, it look like I like bite my fingernails because they're so short. I haven't had the nail issue. I've been, the skin has been out of this world, like dry to the point where Becca jumped on a zoom call and I was at the sink and they're like, hi, Brent, how are you doing? I go, welcome to my world. This is where I perpetually am is at the sink, washing my hands. <laughs> they're so clean. You can eat off them. Yes. Well, a lot of places are opening up. I'm not quite ready for that, but what are you kind of looking forward to? Is there anything on the horizon you're kind of looking forward to? I've just been up. having the travel bug a lot. Like, I just want to go somewhere now. I don't care where. Just outside would be nice, but yeah, and then just hitting some of my favorite watering holes. Sit outside, have a beer somewhere. So you told me we're not going to Vancouver, I don't think, this year. We'll see. Yeah. I, I will see unless there's something, you know, I don't, I, I didn't, I heard something about no international flights through the rest of this year. I don't know if that's true or not. That seems excessive, but maybe not. Okay. How would you feel about us in the RV with you guys? No, no. You can get your own RV and go with us, but <laughs> I don't want you in my RV. Like <laughs> I don't like sharing a hotel room with you, let alone an RV with you. Now you're getting personal. Come on, man. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask you why you don't like sharing a hotel room with me because I already know the answer. Not anything I want to share on. That's our big idea right now is maybe rent an RV and just get in the car with no plan and just see where the road takes us. That sounds like a good idea right now. If you can pull it off. Load it up with a week's worth of food. I got a bed. Got some gas. Gas is cheap. Gas is cheap. Yep. You gotten your check from your auto insurance company yet? I think they said June. Is that what they said? Who do you, yeah. who do you use for your insurance? State Farm. Okay. Because we've been no endorsement of State Farm or any State Farm affiliates. Uh, agreed. We use State Farm too. And we keep seeing the commercials and I'm like, where's my $15? Yeah. I went and looked at the their website because I was like, they sent me the bill, of course, for May and it didn't look any different. <laughs> so I'd start digging into it. I want my money. 
I want my money. So you ready for Triple D this week? Yeah. You bet. Okay. So we're stuck at home, right? Been we stuck are. at we been stuck at home for weeks. And this week's Triple D discussion, and for folks who don't know what Triple D is, this is maybe the first time they've listened to or watched the show. We throw out a scenario each week and discuss whether it's a dick douche or a dumbass move. And this week's Triple D move is what do you call someone who assumes you have nothing better to do while quarantined so they expect immediate responses to everything? So you're at home. You ain't got shit to do. I just sent you an email. Why in your ass answered it in less than 15 minutes? Is that a dick douche or dumbass move? I guess when it comes to work, I have an opinion about it. I, I'm, I guess I'm just going to say it's a straight dick move. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've had similar experiences, not with work people, but it's like, hey, you want to you want to like have a driveway beer or something? They're like, oh, no, I can't. I'm like, what are you doing? You got nothing to do. Everybody's at home, you know. You can't really use the I have plans thing anymore. Yeah. But, you know, if they're paying you accordingly, I guess you can be their beck and call guy. But otherwise, you can wait like normal people. And in theory, you could have plans, right? Like on Sunday, if I sent you a text and you're like, no, I got a Zoom call with my with my mom at five. Right. You got some of that that's scheduled. Thanks for the reminder. It is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day on. Yes. If you're listening to this live, that's a public service announcement. Although I won't be sending my mom. Is it a dick douche or dumbass move to send your mom an actual physical Hallmark card through the mail? I'm going all digital this year. I don't want to infect my mother with any sort of germs. Either (laughs) Either mine or the postman's. So I'm going straight digital this year. Yeah. Well. That's probably not a bad idea. I did send my mom some some Jack Stack barbecue, so she got it today. Oh, she got it today? Yeah. Joe's doesn't deliver like that, do they? They do. Oh, they do? Yeah, they got it. She just has a soft spot for the poor Russ, which are the chopped up burn ends. Ah. So. Okay. But on, on Triple D, that it, that doesn't include your mother. You're viewing this as a work situation and it's a dick move. Yeah, that's my contention. That's your contention. Okay. I, that's where my head is too, is, and a lot of this is work related where people either text or send an email and expect an immediate response. And not that I couldn't be working on something else. I couldn't be on the phone with somebody else. What's even better is when they send you an email and then a text. To ask if you got the email. If you got the email. Oh, I love that maneuver. It's like a um, shot to the gut and then a shot to the jaw. It's like a combo move. Yeah. In boxing. Those, I just like to say, I did. Leave it at that. I did. I'll get to it when I'm damn well ready. Would be the response. I think it's hilarious too, though. You can get those. Am I not allowed to use the bathroom? Am I not allowed to get something to eat? Am I not allowed to? Apparently not. 
Apparently not. Working man. Yeah. What do you think about that, producer? Do your friends expect you to get back to them immediately? What do you think? I want a teenage perspective on this. Uh, not really. Because you guys have this concept on Triple D. Explain the educate people for folks that don't have teenagers and they don't under- understand the Snapchat concept of leaving somebody on open. Oh, okay. are you familiar with this, Chad? I'm not. All right. Educate Chad on the concept of open. If someone leaves you on open, they're probably either mad at you, don't want to talk to you anymore, or those are the two options. But what does that mean, leaving somebody on open? That they're probably upset at you. I I know, but how, I mean, how does that actually work on Snapchat? Oh, is there a little oh, oh, is there oh. a little button going? Oh, okay. screw off, man! I'm putting you on open. No, uh, <laughs> when you send someone something, it says delivered, and then. When you check back, once they open it, it'll say opened. But they it, don't respond back. But if they don't respond back, then yeah, you got left open. Just raising a whole generation of passive aggressive people. <laughs> yeah. You have to like translate what they mean by it. They're just getting left undelivered too. So Undelivered? Now, what does that mean? Delivered probably means you're just getting ignored. It means like you sent something, but if it's there for like a long time, then they're just not opening it. Okay. And so you would probably, it's, it's clearly been delivered to them. Mm -hmm. They've just elected not to open it. Yes. Okay. So it's like the email tracking I put in place, but on Snapchat, then they've got a whole culture around it. Mm. And what would you consider that producer? Would that be a, would that be leaving somebody unopened? Is that kind of a dick move? Yeah, I would say it's a dick move. Unless you did something to make them mad to where they would leave you unopen. It's Unless whole, you're the dick. <laughs> yeah. So it may be a counter dick move. So we're learning so much about Our sna- squared. Uh, dick squared. Yeah, dick squared. We're learning so much about teenage behavior and hey, we need to have your kids on the show sometime. Oh God. I don't know about that. <laughs> Although they did they did educate me on the whole okay thing. There's like three different versions of okay. And they all mean different things. Oh, geez. Like KK's like, it's cool. Like K's like, Oh wow. They're mad at me. And okay. Just means it's probably from an old person, but you know, (laughs) what was the movie without Pacino where he had had different meanings for one word. It's escaping me now. Scent of a woman. I remember the, the, the movie and Al Pacino, and now I forget the word for crying out loud. Ooh-ah. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that in there, but he had a he had one word that it was like he could enunciate it like 19 different ways. Now I'm going to have to find the word and put it in the damn show notes. Yeah, I'd like to know. Yeah, now, now I've just teased the show notes, which we don't, breaking the fourth wall, and we never do. Well, here in a minute, geez. So around the horn, it sounds like our triple D of the, what do you call someone who assumes you have nothing better to do while quarantined? So they expect immediate responses to everything. Seems like it's a dick all the way around. Even for the Snapchat using teenagers who leave their, their friends on open. So don't do it. Don't do it. Well, our musical guest should be joining us any moment now. And the musical guest we're going to have this week 
Her name is Nicole Springer. A few weeks ago, we were talking about how we've had Rachel Kennedy from the Iron District on the show, and we were going to book Nicole for a show there. Matter of fact, we had booked Nicole for a show with the Iron District and had to cancel a lot of those and probably as a lot of places are doing now are going to be bringing them in virtually to do that. So we have any breaking news while we wait for Nicole. We have any breaking news from the chiefs, no chief schedule. They were supposed to release that shit at six 15. It's like, I think it's all being released at eight. Yeah. I think the show started at six 15. Like they're going to yeah. talk about talking about the schedule what? before they actually release the schedule. I thought you were kidding. I didn't really, no. I didn't think they had a show. At, it's like six hours oh, of coverage. Wait. Oh, well, I just got something. Yeah. They released part of it. Okay. Tell us what, tell us what they, tell us what they got. Because I know I saw the, we were the, we're the season opener, right? For mm-hmm. the whole of the NFL on September 10th, Thursday, we're going to, we're going to whoop the Houston Texans again by 30 points at home. And then what do we what do we have after that? Chargers week two, week three, Baltimore, Monday night football, week mm. four, New England. Let's see. That's it for now. Repeat that again. What do we have? Week two is Chargers. Week three is Monday night football against the Ravens. And week four is New England. Okay. Week four I was hoping is- to catch Tampa Bay early. I was too. So I wonder when we'll catch. I don't think it should be too late in the season, though, that we would catch Tampa Bay. I saw something that was they said it might be week 12 for Tampa Bay mm. later. in the. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that because normally they like to keep it in conference in division. I'm trying to remember the last non-conference, non-division opponent that we played this past year. Chicago Bears, we played them really late. I guess we did play them pretty late into the season, right? And then two years ago, we played at Seattle pretty late in the season. Yeah, that was late. And that game hurt us that year. The yeah. Seattle, the Seattle game hurt us. Well, that we year still had home field advantage. We were the number one seed, so not too much. No, I think it just hurt my pride <laughs> more than anything. Okay, what are the next four? You're doing more talking than I've ever asked you to do. Yeah. I think all the shows combined. Yes. First is the Las Vegas Raiders. Then Thursday night football versus the Bills. Then Denver and then the Jets. Las Ve- are those home games, away games? The Raiders is home. Bills is away. Broncos is away. And Jets are home. Jets are home. Okay. They got some tough road games this year. They go to Tampa Bay, Buffalo, New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, it is week 12 for Tampa Bay. Is it week 12 for Tampa Bay? Oh, okay. So Carolina at home is week nine. Then our bye week is week 10. Week 11 is versus the Raiders, Sunday night football. Week 12 at Tampa Bay. Week 13, Sunday night football at home versus Denver. We always do seem to get a good bye week, though. Yeah. What's our bye week again? 10. Week 10. That is a good bye week. Although there's 17 games now, right? Are there 17 games now? I think so. 
Well, let me see when they release the next part. So much change. Can't keep up with it. We do have 17 games. Week 14 is at Miami. Week 15 at New Orleans. Week 16 versus Atlanta. And our last game is week 17 versus the Chargers. Yeah, their new stadium's open now next year, right? Chargers and the Raiders? Yeah. Man, it's going to be tough, but oh well. Yeah, definitely. So our guest appears to be in a different area. (laughs) Oh, there she is. There's Nicole. (laughs) Hello, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, you're fine. I'm like, wait, we're in a room. You must be, maybe, we're sitting there thinking maybe you were in a different show. I don't know. You know, technology is not my forte. I'm only here to sing, okay? (laughs) No, it's all right. We're so excited to have you. We're glad you're able to join us. Thanks. Uh, It's an honor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we were given a little bit of a preamble before you were able to join us that we've had, we had a Rachel Kennedy. We got, we have Nicole Springer with us tonight. We had Rachel Kennedy with the Iron District with us a couple weeks ago, and we had booked you to be a guest and to perform at the Iron District and with everything going on, weren't obviously not able to be out and in the world and performing for folks the way you would traditionally be able to share that, you know, with all of us. And I was super geeked to have you out there as the, at the Iron District. I actually hopped on your Spotify and put you on a playlist. So I've had you on rotation for a little bit. And so I'm thrilled to, to have you on. Before we get you started, Nicole, how can people show you a little bit of love? So we've been trying to bring on an artist to perform a track and then, you know, offer maybe a virtual tip jar. I know this is a hard time for, for artists. I work with some arts organizations in the city. A couple of weeks back, we did a full day, all day performance on Facebook Live and, you know, helped raise about $28,000 for artists. How, how, yeah, it was good. Well, it was only still about a third of what we needed to raise for what was lost. Right. So how, how can people maybe come out and show some love to you and help? Yeah, for sure. I've done a few concerts myself from my music page, which is facebook.com slash Nicole Springer Sings. My website's NicoleSpringerSings.com too. If you want to go buy some music, I have links to my Bandcamp and other services, iTunes. You can support me there. But also you can reach out to me on my website or Facebook. Um, I actually do singing telegrams. <laughs> I kind of came up with this idea in quarantine that maybe I can use music for something kind of unique. And I've done probably about 30 of these so far. And yeah, you just hit me up. Let me know who you want. Somebody's birthday. I've done birthdays. I've done all kinds of things. (laughs) Moms, daughters, brothers. Um, So just hit me up. I'm having a blast with that. It's connecting me with people and it's challenging me. I love it. So I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that too. So for the folks watching tonight on Facebook, Mm -hmm. no, Mother's Day. Chad, didn't we just say Mother's Day like is a couple days away? It is. You can't get anything on Amazon now. I mean, it's too late to ship yeah. something to to mom. So, what better than a personalized, uh, you know, personalized singing singing telegram yeah. from Nicole Springer? So, heck yeah, that wow. sounds not, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I don't have any Mother Day, Mother's Day ones lined up. So hit me up, and also I also feature my rescue puppies. I do a little clip with my rescue dogs, so you get a little puppy love. And a song, so it's not, not a bad deal. <laughs> nothing better than a song and some puppies. So yeah. you didn't bring any puppies to the show tonight, but that's that's no. okay. What are you, what are you going to be playing for us tonight? 
yeah, I'm going to play you a song. It's called Echo, and it's actually going to be the single for me, my band, my band and I. We had meant to release it this month, but of course we couldn't have an album release show and, you know, the plan was kind of destroyed. So for now it waits, but um, I'll play it for you here tonight and, and see if you enjoy it. <laughs> Another close call Walking thin fine line Knowing you can lose it all Never keep it in mind I'm broken, son, tough falls But don't forget your pain is mine Still it doesn't seem like you fall I'm never knowing right from right Your heart feels like it's beating And you don't forget it in your dreams You're a reckless wanderer Somehow I still want you next to me These days like an echo Why won't the sound go? Your life feels like an echo Why won't the sound go? Feels like an echo An echo Feels like an echo Feels like an echo Feels like an echo, and 
So Nicole, yes, Nicole Springer. Nicole, remind us how people can share a little bit of love with you right now during while we're stuck at home and not able to get out. One more time, share share how to do that with you. Find me on Facebook, Nicole Springer Sings. Just like it, follow me. That's amazing. Um, You can find me on Instagram. My website's NicoleSpringerSings.com. You can do an inquiry for a singing telegram there. Buy a song from Bandcamp. Check out our videos. Anything helps. I appreciate all the love and support. And thank you for having me on. Of course. So everybody, again, that was Nicole Springer. That does it for us tonight. We want to thank Nicole for joining us. Thank Chad for putting up with me weekly. Next week, we have a great guest. Jesse Jacobs is going to be joining us. And a new another musical guest will be joining as well. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the He Says, She Says Casey Facebook page and like, follow us if you haven't already. Remember, you can catch us live during all this coronavirus mess on Facebook almost every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central. If you haven't, also check out the He Says, She Says Casey blog. And remember, you can rate, subscribe, and Leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Chad's personal favorite, Stitcher. Take care, everybody. 